Welcome to CVM Stories, the podcast on customer value management. Together, we explore how companies can be more successful and the customers happier through the use of latest customer value management techniques. Learn key commercial and analytical insights from telecoms, retail, finance, and other industries that drive CVM forward. Hey there. Today, we have a special episode with two hosts, me, Egidius, and my colleague, Sharunas. Our guest will be Kristina Raumane. Kristina is a customer base manager at Tele2 Latvia. She is a real energy bomb and can find solutions for even the most challenging problems. Today, we will talk with her about customer base management career, its impact on organization, and lessons learned. So, let's dive in. CVM Stories is produced by Exacaster. We help companies take their customer value management to the next level. To stay updated on our latest episodes, subscribe to the podcast or sign up for an email newsletter at exacaster.com slash cvmstories. So, Christina, uh, welcome to Vilnius. We are super happy to have you here. And uh, uh, for those of you who don't know you, we uh, asked some questions about what Christina is like. And we got some feedback. So I will now share, start for feedback. (laughs) (laughs) And the feedback is actually that Christina is super energetic, uh, very, very creative, and also comes with very high quality standards. So I think this sounds like you have a lot of fun uh, in uh, what you do at uh, work. And uh, exactly what do you do at work? Could you please share? Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. What do I do? Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. So many things. But actually, I'm a customer-based manager and I take care of the the whole customer base for the telco company. What what does it mean, uh, customer-based manager? Some other people call it customer value manager. Mm -hmm. What is this uh, all about? Mm -hmm. How would you explain to your grandmother? Uh, it depends what this grandmother does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's a typical <laughs> granny, I would yeah. say uh, that I work with the loyalty and I prepare the loyalty offers and, uh, and also other offers and make uh, it easy for uh, clients to purchase products. Mm-hmm. That would be the e- e- easy way to describe it. Yeah. So I know that before uh, being customer-based manager, you were in sales. Yes. And uh, now you can compare the two worlds, the Mm. the world of sales and uh, the world of customer-based management. How is it different? What is different? What is the same? It's actually the same. Mm -hmm. It's the same. It's just the opposite way. If in sales, uh, you have to get new customers. In uh, customer-based management, you have to uh, retain customers. But actually, the skills are the, the same and the, the goals and the targets and, and everything. I, I, I would say it's just the opposite, opposite way of doing things. So which excuses you no longer accept yeah. from the salesperson when you go there and set the new targets? Which excuses you say, no, this is not a valid one? That uh, something is not possible. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like it's, and it's, it's the truth, it's the truth. And I would say everywhere, uh, I believe in hit rates. Hit rates are everywhere. And I know that from the customer base, because of course, uh, part of what we are doing is sales. It's the cross sales, it's the up sales and, and, and everything. And uh, regarding the new sales, everything is doable. It's just the way of, uh, of presenting it of, or maybe some technical stuff, but everything is doable if you are doing it because the hit rates work always. Mm-hmm. And when you are working with sales in this position, uh, of course, you are working with consumer market. So there is hundreds of thousands of customers you are working with. How what you do is different from marketing? Because many people don't even know uh, Mm -hmm. such a thing exists like customer-based management. Mm -hmm. We cooperate uh, quite closely with the marketing. Uh, and uh, let's say that we meet in the middle. Marketing is responsible about the visualization, about the texts, about the message. Uh, they are packaging the, the products uh, so they would be understandable and nice. My part, when I take those uh, already products made by them, 
uh, I'm responsible about deciding whom to offer, in which channel, is it easy for them to understand, uh, will it be uh, clickable, are we waiting for any kind of response, and etc. So it's the cooperation. So sort of you split it uh, in a way where marketing is more responsible for the communication part or like the brand part? Or? Branding and packaging, the okay. communication, the physical communication, the technical part that's on us. And uh, marketing in this sense of cross-sale, upsell, uh, that is uh, with the base, it's, it's the, for them it's the how and maybe what and for us it's to whom and in which way. Mm -hmm. So, and, and of course, like uh, marketing is doing the, the branding on television, on social media and etc. Mm -hmm. And in terms of uh, other teams in the company you collaborate with, so you mentioned marketing, of course, sales. Who else uh, do you interact mm -hmm. with a lot? It depends on the project that we have to do. I think it's all of the teams. It's the finance, it's the lawyers, it's the customer care, it's digital, it's, it's everyone. Because sometimes I call it like our team, we don't have hands. We can come with uh, like various ideas, but, uh, but we have to have hands uh, who will really manage of uh, delivering it. And I would say the second closest uh, team that we are working with is customer care, because we impact a lot of, um, of the processes uh, that they have to do. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, they impact a lot of processes that we are responsible for. And digital team, of course, the digital time is, is, is here and, and we are having a lot of development there as well. Uh, can we go here a bit deeper? Yeah, so uh, for example, for people who don't know what is a customer value manager. So how would you say uh, how a great customer base manager impacts the whole organization? Because you said you collab collaborate uh, with everybody. Could you go one step deeper there and uh, mm -hmm. explain a bit uh, your impact? It depends of the role what is being played in the company? Because it, the, like this customer value manager could be placed in any, any of departments. Uh, we are placed in commercial department. So I would say that the base is the, the biggest tool that the company can have. And actually the meaningful communication, the information and the uh, Product offering and product placing, everything is, is very important. So I would say it's, it's quite, uh, quite important if it's set in the right direction, in, if it has the resources. Okay. Uh, and we, because like here, like I would say to get the most impact is... Um, as possible if we have the ownership of our processes. And in our company, this is what we have. Every department, uh, they have their own ownership. No one is waiting on anyone to decide or to do. We are really uh, cooperating with others. And we take of, uh, care of the base, of, of the technical stuff and everything that is related to us. When we have the projects, what uh, I like the best is when the teams come together and they know their own responsibilities and then the workshops are about the uh, view how I can impact the results from my perspective. I'm the customer-based manager, I have always been asked my opinion or, or, or whatever uh, value I can provide uh, from the point of view of the base. If I meet with customer care, I would like to hear their opinion about how they can impact the result from the customer care, not my processes. Because yeah. what sometimes happens is that everyone gives each other some kind of advices. But no, I think that the best value of each of each team is when everyone thinks about the about the results from their perspective. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we. We covered a bit, so how would you expect uh, that uh, to work with other teams? And obviously we have many expectations from them. <laughs> so who are your key stakeholders? What do you ex expect from your role uh, on a daily basis, basically? 
Okay, then I could uh, tell you more about the responsibilities that that um, uh, and the daily routines that we that we are doing. So one thing uh, what we have is the loyalty program, and of course it can be connected to any teams actually in company. Sometimes it's the customer care, sometimes it's uh, marketing, but in this case it's um, it's uh, in customer base management team. So this is uh, th this is our child for five years already, and we created it, and it was a rough uh, rough uh, way, I would say, rough road. But I think it works quite well. Then also we we do the communication part. The whole communication comes uh, from our team. It's uh, emails, it's calls, uh, SMSs, all of the policies, how they should apply. It also comes comes uh, from us. Uh, then we do the technical implementations. Once we have any kind of ideas, we do the calculations and we provide the uh, technical instruments to, to reach the customers. And there we have a cooperation with, of course, with IT, IT teams and also customer care and the DPO and, and everyone. And, uh, and uh, like I would say the greatest expectation from all of the collaboration and, and other teams is this ownership that everyone knows what they have to do and no one, no one has to be pushed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I have a question in this uh, role when you work with so many stakeholders. Obviously, there's lots of challenges in communicating and getting everyone aligned and so on. But maybe you could uh, say what are really the biggest challenges? Is it more like the deadlines where things are happening so fast and you have to pull everything together? What would be kind of your key exceptional characteristic for customer value management? I remember from my previous career, it was usually we're looking for this missing millions, you know, <laughs> all, mm -hmm. all the time. So that's, that's my biggest memory. What, what, what mm. is your memory? The biggest, the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. I, I think that at the moment, the biggest challenge would be the IT resources. Because, because we have so many ideas and so many projects that we could do, but to align with, with everyone in the company, it's quite hard. Mm -hmm. I would say that is at the moment the, the biggest the, the biggest challenge, how to correctly prioritize not only our internal ideas, but also also the uh, priorities within the company. I would say I would say that is uh, that is the challenge. Like if we are talking about the deadlines and and uh, with the base, actually, it's almost never something like very determined to the deadline because it's continuous work. You, it's not like you have one project, it's like 10 projects, one on top of each other, and then ev like everything goes like continuously. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would put it uh, this way. And when, once you have set up this technical setup, when like uh, things uh, work smoothly and you have already tools made, uh, for for the deliveries, it's also not that challenging. But once you have to have uh, new sources, uh, input or output, and you have to require IT resources, <laughs> that could be a challenge. Uh, uh, can I can I ask a heartbreaking question here? It's like uh, <laughs> IT is always a challenge. Yeah, so, what is your strategy? You know, to prioritize the most important initiatives and actually get that support in our organization? Uh, I have a very loud KPIs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know how to use them. <laughs> and I know how to use them. But I think that when it comes to the customer base, um, it's, uh, it's big numbers, actually. It's quite a big uh, financial impact on, this, uh, on the uh, things that, that we are doing, whether that's churn or it's upsell or it's cross-sell, it's, it's quite of a big impact because if you are doing uh, things correctly and reaching uh, a lot of uh, customers, the impact is, is big. Mm -hmm. Is it easy for you to get the internal, I don't know, recognition, you know, because there is the marketing which is visible on TV and then there is the marketing which is visible in the bottom line. Is it easy for you to be uh, recognized in the company? Mm, 
I would say it's uh, it's interesting for some things. Yes, definitely, because uh, because uh, we are quite lean company, quite lean company, and. Uh, and then when the projects start or, or they are still in the be beginning stage, stakeholders uh, are being asked their op opinions. And I would say that my opinion is quite valued in the mm -hmm. company when it comes to the reaching customers uh, or, or, or communicating or what will be the output of any kind of activity. So I would say, yes, it's not that visible, but... Uh, I am quite strong with the numbers. I'm quite strong with the numbers. So this is, this is my key of getting recognized because I, I, know, I know numbers by heart. I understand them and I know where to look for them if I don't know something. So if marketing uh, is uh, about the balloons and about the, <laughs> the social media presence, I am about the numbers. Mm -hmm. Sort of, you know, the, the gray cardinal behind the scenes <laughs> making the business run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you can uh, tell me a little bit, how did you end up in uh, this position? Because, uh, well, sales is one world and now you're all of a sudden in a quite similar, but at the same time already very different role. Mm -hmm. So how did you decide to try this opportunity? Because it was, uh, let's say, sold to me mm -hmm. as very similar to, to sales. And mm -hmm. I would say the changes that, uh, like, or the difference between customer base management and the sales are the ones that I have created myself. So what I have done, I am quite uh, deep into IT development. I like developing uh, like new things, new ideas or... or, or flows, new business flows or, or new technical possibilities, how to reach customers. But that's on me. It's not like, I don't think that it is like a global requirement. Mm -hmm. I like doing it and uh, our, our company allows it for us like to do and to develop ourselves in, in, in that, um, uh, in that uh, way. So... I also, I don't see it very different from sales, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's more numbers. I would say it's even a bit easier yeah, because yeah. I have a huge playground. I find it actually surprising uh, for me. It is, but I am coming from product management side. And uh, for me, it's very similar to product management, but I can, I guess you can twist it either way. You can say it's actually very similar to sales mm -hmm. or it's very similar to product uh, management, product development, because in both cases you're working at scale uh, with a lot of IT, a lot of business KPIs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's uh, quite an interesting uh, role that, that combines uh, multiple uh, connections, almost like a connector in the company. We are connecting with everyone. Mm -hmm. We are, of course, products are developing uh, new, new products. It's always in a very close cooperation with with CBM because of course uh, we have to we have to figure out together how we how it will lay in the in the base and uh, we are somewhere yes in between mm -hmm. in between mm -hmm. so uh, imagine that uh, kind of somebody from outside is thinking yeah I would like to become a customer reality manager <laughs> so um, how would you advise them to start? Because I haven't seen any kind of university degrees in customer base management. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how would you kind of recommend them to start to climb uh, towards this uh, career? It, it also depends on the company. There are several ways. Uh, it, of course, depends on the, on the personality. One entrance uh, could be from the project management. Uh, if uh, you start with the projects that are related to the base, it could be this, let's say, loyalty project or some upsell project uh, or various of projects. This is where you could raise, uh, taking more ownership of the end, end result. Uh, other way could be from data analyst side as well start as a data analyst by analyzing the data and taking more interest into into the projects into the business into the 
communication part and sales, of course. Mm -hmm. And then this is uh, where you can end up. Or you can come from sales <laughs> <laughs> as well. You mentioned uh, data analyst, and I think this is a very interesting uh, angle because uh, obviously there is a lot of data to support uh, customer-based management decisions. And uh, maybe uh, you can tell me a little bit, what is your relationship with data? Were you always good with numbers? Or is this something that uh, you are now, uh, do you like it even? You mentioned you are strong in numbers, but do you like it? Is this uh, a good part of your job or not? Yes, I mm -hmm. think this is, uh, this is one of the best. One of the best, I do like analysis. I have always liked numbers. I remember I was in the second grade doing uh, fourth grade's math. I just, I just okay. loved it. And my mom was really wondering why this child is not going outside. You know, it, I, I, I was a child uh, on those times when people, children were going outside, playing mm -hmm. outside. You know? <laughs> and uh, yes, I liked it. Of course, now I can work more with the data than in the sales. In sales also you can do analysis, but not as deep as, 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 as here. And I like to, to do um, a lot of uh, work uh, myself. Mm -hmm. Some of the results I like to be shown and delivered, but I love to play with Excel sheets and just do some pivoting and, and, and filtering and, and et cetera, just to understand the, uh, the numbers, how they work with, with each other. So uh, how does uh, this kind of being so data savvy, how does this help uh, to you, uh, for you to work, uh, let's say, with a broader team? Uh, uh, kind of, uh, you, you like to play with pivots, but does it help you in, in the daily work by communicating with your teams, etc.? Yes, because then I can throw those numbers that I know. <laughs> <laughs> they are not so good that the numbers maybe, or don't have access, or how yeah. is it? No, like, I would say, when I'm talking, let's say, to my team or, or, or someone is just starting to work with the numbers, I, I always suggest for them to take at least two numbers that you can compare. Mm -hmm. Everything should be comparable. Like no number has value if it's on its own. So I, and, and this is like, uh, this has been a little bit of a challenge working with others, uh, but, uh, but I think that the, in the Co way of cooperation, it's possible to, for everyone to understand that everything should be comparable. Mm -hmm. And this, this is the approach to the other teams as well. I, I have had some discussions like we have this issue with the client and then I always ask like how many clients are impacted and etc. And then we can make, make decisions and to look at the full scale. If mm -hmm. something needs to be done or it's maybe it's one case. Yeah, if you compare like 10 years ago and now, I think it's very hard to appreciate, but many companies have become significantly more data savvy. 10 years ago, looking at Excel was maybe a separate department with the two people and they mm -hmm. would give you a monthly report in yeah. a PowerPoint and that's it. And nowadays everyone is doing this themselves mostly. Yes, and it, it's also, it depends on the company, like I said, I'm working with commercial department and everyone is required of understanding the data and now already the second step, step is the um, IT development, mm -hmm. at least be able to write the technical requirements. So mm -hmm. I think this is the, if, if uh, we had this discussion in 10 years, we, we could say 10 years ago, like it was a diff, um, separate IT department. Now everyone is it's talking IT. IT. Yeah, yeah. And I think we are, we are getting there yeah, yeah, yeah. as it was with the numbers. Yeah, one thing for me remains very difficult with the data and that is doing good solid experiments. You do something, numbers move, but how can you be sure <laughs> that it was actually because of what, what you were doing? But, but so how do you find experiments? Is this uh, easy for you or no? The first question is, do you have to be sure? Yeah. If it worked, it worked. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> let's not just okay. dig into what happened because the, the results are good. It uh, works. Yeah. It works. Um, we do, we do uh, experiment, experiments and the way I like to build things is that we try something, if it works, we optimize it, if not, we just skip it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like to 
reducing. So when uh, always when we have a new colleague, they come with the ideas that we have done already before. I'm just telling them about the results that we got before, but we can try it one more time. Maybe something has changed and we have no like new knowledge or something and we just do it uh, once again. So I would say I, if it works, it works. Let's not <laughs> analyze it too much because it's um, it's the human beings we are talking about, and and yeah. of course, of course we have to understand the the political not not political but uh, economical impact, or even political or whatever is happening. It it also impacts our base, and we we put it into our analysis as well. Mm -hmm. And this is not something that you can predict, or you can be sure that this is the reason why something had happened. But uh, working with the base, and we do have like uh, clear KPIs that we have to uh, that we have to keep, and we have to reach them, not considering like what is happening outside. So what we do, we always come up with the new solutions, what to do and how to do in order to still reach the goals. So it seems like it's also a very creative uh, job. You are combining the numbers with creativity, and that's a pretty unusual combination, actually. If we consider IT mm -hmm. <laughs> creative, then yes. <laughs> yes. In terms of workarounds and the ideas and uh, yes. a lot of persistence needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, if, if I would say I'm, I'm quite brave into those solutions. And mm -hmm. I like that I do have a team that supports me with those ones. It's not always easy for them uh, to do it, but I think that we have come up with some pretty good uh, solutions that are, are, are working already like in the company. And I say that other people are, are already using it and they are using it as it is. But a while ago, it was just like a creative idea <laughs> from CBM part. So I have a, I have a great team that, that, that really supports me. So, Christina, from what you talk, it's like uh, it seems like uh, customer base management is like the best thing in the world. You know, it's like <laughs> you love everything, etc. But now let's move a bit to that other direction. So, what do, you, what do you hate about this job? You know, <laughs> I had I had actually this uh, this question uh, written down, and I had to think about it. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. And I wrote it here. I don't like sharing IT resources with other teams. There we have to debate about the priorities and so on. <laughs> so I would say, I would say, I still come back with the with the sharing. But no, actually, I think, I think um, it depends on how you look at things. Um, one part of the job that I have noticed is a bit challenging, and you just have to acknowledge it that we have projects laying on top of each other, mm -hmm. and sometimes the week passes and you feel that you haven't done anything because those are big projects that require months or, or many teams are involved. And there you have to be aware that even though you have moved one step forward, you still have moved this step and sometimes it's hard, hard, to, uh, hard to remember. And we have to add like small tasks as well so, so we could appreciate it and the others could appreciate as well because it is that we are doing uh, many things in background. And if it, if it takes like two or three or four months in background and, and already five new things have started mm -hmm. <laughs> while well, we are finishing the, the first one, we are not celebrating enough the results within the company that, mm -hmm. that we would like to praise more. So this is something that we are working on this year we took it as a challenge just to bring out the the, the things that we have created uh, within the company so mm -hmm. we we could recognize ourselves the results that, that we have done so basically a lot of multitasking maybe in, yes. in a sense and also sometimes waiting a long time for the results yes because you're really sh moving the mountain shift shifting yes. a huge huge uh, organization mm -hmm. to move forward so our, yeah mm -hmm. our main kpi is churn and mm -hmm. in order to impact churn, even though we have come up with some very creative ideas, the results will come with like two, three, four, six months. Yeah. And everyone, like we have to be patient. It's a good thing that we have uh, um, 
everyone in the company talks about this KPI and, and, uh, and I would say that uh, we have done so many wonderful things that uh, uh, colleagues also understand that it takes time to really impact the, the base. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It's not something quick fix. It's not. We do have also quick fixes in our pockets if we need to do something quite quick. But as a good doctor, you always yeah. have some painkillers, <laughs> yes. and then you know the operation. Yes, and yeah, the workarounds. Yeah. We love workarounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Maybe to wrap up uh, the, the the career part. Yeah. So the customer value management is super demanding role. As you said, all the KPIs are always the moving targets. Yeah. So. Churn rate, uh, it's, you always want to reduce it, yeah. So how do you balance your kind of uh, uh, your life with all the demands that you get from an organization? I assume kind of you need to have a solid balance to keep up with the creativity, etc. I would say that working in hybrid, it helps a lot. It okay. helps a lot because we, we go to the office like twice a week. And, and that actually helps a lot. I, I love uh, meeting colleagues in, in the office and, and having live workshops. But I also like working from home when I close the computer at five o'clock and I'm at home and I can start party or, or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. things. And um, like uh, you described me previously, <laughs> I'm quite energetic. And the same uh, pace I keep in my personal life as well. Uh, I like to, I like to travel. I like to travel. I and I try not to bring work home. Not work, not vacations. I have seen many people um, doing that, but this is something that I I don't do. The so question we, is, how are you capable to do that? <laughs> like, give, give me a secret, you know. <laughs> uh, it like our our team. Um, the way we structure our workload, we, are, we do have our own responsibilities, but we are aware of each other's key processes that are going on. So basically, if I'm not there, my colleagues can, uh, can easily mm-hmm. replace me. Easily. I'm super replaceable. <laughs> so that's actually a very good thing to mindfully design because that makes your job uh, less stressful yes. and uh, then you can take those yes. breaks. Yes, and, and mm-hmm. what, what happens is that usually if, let's say, I'm on vacation or somewhere, uh, the first question, if, if, we, if we do get something, is can it wait mm-hmm. until Christine is back or whatever from our, our colleagues? If not, then they, they can jump in and solve it because we really have set up this uh, team as, mm-hmm. as we can we can do it so it's doable okay it Beautiful. is quite doable <laughs> <laughs> some tips here for anyone i guess <laughs> yeah yeah so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, campaigns and the trends that you see in marketing of course we are uh, you know seeing everything for many years and mm-hmm. lots of things have been done but Somehow, uh, when at least when we travel to Latvia, everything is a lot more crazy. So, <laughs> is this something special about the Latvian character or something about Tele2 Latvia? Where does this come from and what kind of campaigns have you created which you haven't seen elsewhere that you would like to share? Like, my creativity is in IT solutions. Uh-huh. It's more, more like in IT solutions, if we are talking about the products, uh, I think it's the, mar- the demanding market. It uh-huh. is demanding market and uh, our marketing team and they are working closely with the product team and with, um, with the sales team uh, mostly. They are like uh, crazy good. They are crazy good and, and, and brave. And I think this is also the setup that we have within the company, that we do have those common workshops where we look at the campaign from the all of the possible perspective. How before it, you launch it? Before, yes. Wow, okay. It is always mm-hmm. like discussed from the sales, from the products, from the customer base, uh, from marketing, from mm-hmm. digital, like every, everyone is involved to, to, discuss, uh, to discuss it and give the, uh, the whatever information or insight or, 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 or and I think this is uh, quite, a, 
quite a good key. That's key a good practice. That. Yeah, you have a campaign on the table and everyone is examining the patient. From their what, perspective. What's wrong? What can we fix? Yeah, that yes. sounds like a very good way of improving it. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And I think that the most important thing is that everyone should look from their perspective because mm -hmm. we have had those workshops where uh, someone is teaching others how to do the marketing campaign. No, it's not about the marketing campaign. It's about the, from like, I, I should more concentrate on, on the base, how yeah, it will yeah. look in the base, how will we distribute it in the base, what, what will be the reaction of the customers on that and how we will communicate and etc. I take just only my, my piece of, the, of the, that cake. Mm -hmm. Have you developed this feeling for it, will it work or not? Yes. When you see, <laughs> and you, how many times out of ten do you hit? <laughs> Just curious. Quite close, quite mm -hmm. close, and and sometimes we predict it uh, a bit uh, worse than than than, than, than it, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, quite predictable, I must say. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So, so what are your sources for inspiration? You know. Uh, because you know uh, you, uh, you are running many 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 campaigns uh, so uh, where do, do you draw do you copy other industries or yeah. do you look outside of telecoms it depends it depends mm -hmm. actually right now the, the the big tendency is that uh, telco companies have moved from one product uh, offering to the multi multi-service companies mm -hmm. and this is something that we can see all over the world so I would say that that is the uh, that is the uh, key. But uh, talking about the base, uh, it's from from case to case. We do learn something from the customers. We do have some suggestions, and then we are uh, closely working with customer care or retail, where we get those ideas uh, mm -hmm. how something could be improved. And sometimes the new ideas just come up from from the communication so you mean you kind of uh, collect uh, real feedback from the clients and then as just well. uh, kind of uh, work from from that as well yes mm -hmm. uh, we had this one workshop with them um, i think it was with estonians i don't remember the topic but i remember that uh, th they asked for some kind of feedback and then the manager wrote down they talk <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so i think that like this is very important we really talk uh, yeah. to each other uh, about the the customer experience and about the experience in in shops in inbound uh, and digital uh, as well and this is where we we get uh, a lot of information and we can create new ideas yeah it sounds like it's a very incremental process and also very much continuous improvement type of process mm -hmm. you know like incorporating and improving 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 that's mm -hmm. very interesting to hear uh, because not every company works like that. So you have many where the CBM or CBM is just doing what they're doing blind and then everyone is uh, either screaming or, uh, you know, applauding for great results. So is the, the KPIs, are they shared in the company by everyone so that everyone can rally around? How can you achieve uh, this good collaboration, good buy-in? Or yeah. is this more of a general company culture? I think it's it, it's a general. Mm -hmm. It's a general. Everyone is aware of the KPIs. Of course, like if you look at the, each team, they have their own. But we do have the general. And if I'm, um, let's say, whatever project uh, is is starting, everyone, everyone, even the lawyers, even lawyers or or finance department, they are thinking, uh, for example, about churn. Mm -hmm. They are thinking that about you, you are somewhere in the you know one percent <laughs> yes. of the companies. Uh, yes. Yeah, from what I have yes, seen, because fantastic. Mm -hmm. We are talking about those KPIs. It goes the same with the sales results. Like I, I know, for example, when we are talking, uh, let's say, to DPO, their their concern is also not to to keep us from the results, to keep us from the sales, or keep us like or or, or have bigger churn. Mm -hmm. We do have discussions with our financial department, for example, about whatever kind of limitations or, or something, and and uh, everyone knows about those big KPIs that we have to keep. And I think mm -hmm. that is the key. The they talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that is the key. Wow. Yes, they <laughs> An talk. Another great uh, tip. Yeah, <laughs> super simple. Please talk. Yeah. Yes, that, yes. that, that is Very the good. best. 
And I think that our commercial director has created a really good team. And the key is the ownership. Like we are really owning our own processes. No one needs to be dragged along mm -hmm. or we don't need to explain the, the KPIs to anyone. We are really aware of, of what we have mm -hmm. to achieve. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, kind of sound, sounds like your music, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do it right, do it like this. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you have been in the industry for a while, and uh, how do you see the things changing, actually? And uh, what trends do you notice right now? Um, that is this uh, multi-service multi transition, mm -hmm. I would say, multi-service, one bill approach or wallet approaches, you can call it in, in different ways. Multiple how how big digital uh, is? Is it already done, implemented, nothing new, or is there still a work remaining still, to be yes, done? Yeah? Yes, a lot of work remaining mm -hmm. in, the, in the development part, and, and it's also developing like all the time, all the time, and actually the customer behavior changes and it needs to be, it needs to be uh, applied uh, mm -hmm. all the time. Mobile first, all the usability, new trends yes, and so on. Yes, so, okay, yes. it's more of a never-ending uh, no. development. No, it's mm -hmm. never never-ending development because there is the, I would say, the struggle with, uh, with uh, some data protection or something with a one-click approach. So mm -hmm. and some somewhere in between we still like we have to we have to say we need to authenticate like everything and 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 etc. On the other hand, we don't want to have like ten clicks in yeah, between. Yeah, yeah. So this is a work in progress still. Yeah. What what happens with the call center? So there was for many years, you know, the trend that okay, call centers will shrink and disappear. And uh, do you see this happen uh, or not? It's still a very important part. It's very important part. Mm -hmm. It is very important part because uh, there are pe people that are talking mm -hmm. still. Of course, young generation, they are more or less on, on their uh, applications, but still we have a huge part of customers that, that use call, call center. And uh, we, we are, of course, uh, trying to work with the digital channels and to introduce more customers with digital possibilities, but also call center is a very good way of, of um, getting the feeling what is happening. Mm -hmm. So I would say it is a very good tool for us as well to get the information, what is happening, how customers are feeling, what kind of concerns they have, what kind of improvements do they need. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe just to, to dig a bit, a bit deeper here. So, uh, what what is your process to actually get that uh, in in input from, let's say, call center? I remember when mm -hmm. we were working, for example, at Beta, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, as a product manager, I had to sit in a call center for a day, pick up the calls, and do you know answer things. Uh, what what is your approach here? We. We do have um, like uh, surveys. We ask sometimes we ask team leaders from for the feedback. Uh, for some groups, we already have the surveys in place after each call, and also we are listening to the calls. Okay, mm -hmm. like call, recordings of yes, the calls. recordings. Right? So mm -hmm. we, we we can pick a topic to understand, and sometimes the, those calls are being forwarded as the some topics have been raised. Mm -hmm. well, why would, would you say it is important to, to listen to the actual calls? To feel, mm -hmm. to feel it, because I think um, if I would compare the feedback from customers in, in, in digital channels and in the call center from the di digital channels, um, I would say the comments are more rough. Mm -hmm. okay. They are more rough and then you can get the, a little bit different feeling. So it's very important to compare. Again, okay. the numbers, we can't work only with the digital channel because mm -hmm. there the comments are totally different than in the call center. And they need to be compared to make decisions. Yeah, I think that's super valuable uh, kind of way to, to compare these two channels. Another angle, I think, is what many people did not realize before is that actually call center probably will never go away, but more become of a premium service. Like in the banking, you have 
e-banking, mm. but then there is private bankers, you know, so they, mm. they, you want to get a meeting with them. So mm. maybe that's a direction for the call centers as well. Yes. Because imagine how sad it is to work with a company where you can't reach a live human being. I mean, nobody trusts them. So And sometimes, like, for example, I like to call call centers because mm-hmm. I just don't want to find the information myself or I can't. Exactly, yeah. And then yeah. I can call and ask a simple question, where, what, and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so digital transformation is there, <laughs> but <laughs> the call center will also continue to go yes. very and it strong. Is, yeah. For comparison as well, it is very important because mm-hmm. those are two different client groups, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. two different worlds, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe for, for the wrap-up of uh, our very nice conversation, uh, we have uh, three questions. <laughs> and the first question is, what, what is really your proudest moment in customer-based management? So we do big things uh, in this mm-hmm. area. So what are you most proud of? First of all, many things. <laughs> I'm, proud of my, I'm proud of my work, as you mm-hmm. can hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was this one KPI that we couldn't reach for a while. And mm-hmm. it was a challenge. Like, you know, I think that reaching KPIs is a little bit uh, uh, like uh, losing weight. That the first kilos are just simple. And uh, that goes the same if you have to uh, double the KPI. Mm-hmm. The first is good. But actually, what, what makes the difference are those small, small percent, percentages mm-hmm. that, that are left there. And there was this one KPI that we just couldn't move a needle. It was, I thought that I have... Uh, thought of everything already. And at that time I read uh, or I listened to this uh, Robin Sharma book, uh, 5am club. And there I took this one learning that if you want to solve a problem, you have to work on it every morning for one and a half hours. So what I did, I said every morning at nine, uh, at that time we were working in the office and I I booked a meeting room for myself and I allowed myself to talk, uh, to think only about this issue, only about this issue and nothing more. The first two days were like quite easy because I could write down uh, all of the ideas that actually already were floating somewhere. I just wrote them down, but that was not the thing that actually moved something. And then actually the actual work started. It was so hard. Firstly, to discipline myself, to really not to think about other things. I came up with so many new ideas about (laughs) different topics you can't imagine, but I didn't allow myself to do it. And I came up with the idea that really changed it within two weeks. And I would say it was, it was, but it is a very tough work, very (laughs) tough work. So, it's like the writers writing a chapter every single day, you know. It's yes. this uh, constant, pre- ne- yes. not relenting pressure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it, it worked well. It worked well. And it, it, the feeling was also so interesting that after two or three days, once you have covered everything that, uh, that, you, that you have thought of, you think that you have like zero ideas. And then the work wait. starts. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Then the real things will come. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the second question is, uh, we have the saying that a person is not a customer-based manager or a value manager until he has sent the wrong message to entire customer base. Yes. So that's kind of for everyone the yes. graduation. Yes. And after that, what was your biggest mistake? Mm. Now you can laugh <laughs> at this, but then you were like super, super scared. What was it about? Um, uh, I just started working and we had this campaign that uh, was meant for the whole base. And I think that I had worked at that time for a few months maybe, or not even that. And then um, uh, we had to send the message to the whole base and the customer care, they said, send it slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I sent it slowly. That was like my idea of being slowly. I think I stopped it. Uh, so it was a a lot of <laughs> a lot of customers and uh, so how many? Ten thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand customers per day. 
slowly would be to send it within like four or five days. I, I just sent it with a uh, 15 minutes pause. I crashed. <laughs> and the, the thing is, it's not about the sending the message. It's about the receiving back yes. the triggers. And I crashed the, all of the systems of the company, all of the systems for four days. Four days! <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, like they, they, they did a quick fix. They mm -hmm. restarted something. And like, I think that was a, like a team that were like repairing the damage that they had done. <laughs> but you so, know. Sounds like a successful campaign, by the way. <laughs> it was a successful campaign. Yeah. It was a successful campaign. But um, the good thing is that at that point, I was so immature in uh -huh. this position that I didn't feel the... Shame. guilt or yeah. shame yeah. like yeah. i thought yeah okay i did things it. like happen yeah yes but <laughs> no yes and uh, and it is uh everyone has this kind of mistake everyone yeah. Yeah. no one is uh, <laughs> without one yeah you don't appreciate the scale until uh, mm -hmm. until you do it yes mm. yes yeah so the last question is uh book or movie recommendation about uh something related to cbm mm -hmm. what would you recommend? I, I wrote it down Yes. I know the book, I have read it, but I'm quite bad with the names. So it's Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Uh -huh. I would Why say. would you recommend this? Because it is about the, the real numbers and how it's related to the real life. That we think that it's totally different than it actually mm -hmm. it is if you look at the data. I really liked it. It is the last book that I, I, I read. I have moved to... To audible actually yeah. i'm listening to the to the books mostly but uh, but i i read uh, this one and I, I really enjoyed it and it is about the customer base management yeah i think it's a great introduction of what data-driven thinking is yes. like yeah yes mm -hmm. and what, what we think and what the data shows mm -hmm. and what's actually happening I think this is a very good wrap up and a very good daily reminder, you know, talk, look to the data. <laughs> and uh, the third one was... Focus one and a half hours yeah. every day on the problems. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So thank yeah. you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure to have yes, you here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for listening to CVM Stories. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. You can also ask us a question about a particular customer value management challenge you have at work. We will happily ask our experts to tackle your challenge in a future episode. 